1: Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm Amy Ravel And I am Kirsty Ferruja. And we're here another week, another week in your beautiful ears, chatting about lots of things decluttering and organizing. Hey, Amy.
2: You've had us in your ears for a very long time. We've not taken a week off dropping an episode since we began in July 2017, which is pretty incredible. Most podcasts will take a break. We have not because we just love you so much And when we can't record for whatever reason, you just get a replay, (laughs) (laughs) which is almost as good as a real life one.
1: Yes. And today is real life. So Amy, what are we chatting about today and why?
2: Well, we've called the episode Like with Like. And so we're going to talk about what that means, um, why it's a bit of a catchphrase in our industry. And Kess, why don't you start us off by talking about a conversation you had with one of your girlfriends about this so that people can get a bit of context.
1: Uh, So I was talking to my beautiful, beautiful friend Sarah. She won't mind being named because she's there's it's Sarah. every other person born in the 70s and 80s is named Sarah. So you won't know who she is. (laughs) So we were chatting about, um, she had her mum over to help her um, to organise her kitchen. And she was saying that when her mum was pulling out things and talking about where it should go back in and the functionality, she was feeling overwhelmed because her mum was just wanting to organise and she was actually trying to think about whether or not she even wanted to keep certain items so I said to her oh that's awesome that's what we do when we how we do kitchens and how we do any space is actually to declutter first and so then we put back in not only do we declutter like with like but we also organize like with like Mm -hmm. Um, and so but and it was a light bulb moment for her because Uh, she was like, oh, so you don't do it all together in one hit. And we do and we don't. So let's expand on that a little bit more, Amy.
2: (laughs) So I think just to start off with like with like, we're talking about categorization is what we mean by like with like. We don't mean that it has to be a matching set. So we don't mean that all the matching set of your cutlery goes together and the matching set of your crockery goes together and your glassware has to be all matching. What we're talking about is the function of that category. So for instance, platters, plates, salad bowls, wine glasses. So those are the broad categories that we would recommend when it comes to like with like. And you can kind of go as narrow or as wide as you like with that. You might like to keep all your wine glasses in one cupboard and you don't mind if it's champagne or whether it's red wine glasses, or you may, within that category of wine glasses, choose to categorise even deeper and say, okay, well, let's deal with the champagne glasses. So that's what like with like means. And it also is the same, with the, as Ker said, when you're decluttering or organising. So why don't we go through what it looks like to declutter like with like and then what it looks like to organise like with like, and how many times we can say "like with like" with like in one
1: episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, so when it comes when it comes to decluttering, like with like, this can be challenging for some people because, uh, as I was talking to my girlfriend, uh, when we do a kitchen with clients, we tend to pull out everything. Maybe not all at the one time, but over the session we pull out everything, whereas that's not always possible for you to do yourself at home. Maybe you've only got half an hour um, on a Saturday afternoon and so you're only going to do one cupboard And this is where the rub comes is that, say, for instance, let's talk about the kitchen. You might have two or three cupboards that house your plastics or your Tupperware. And so just doing one cupboard, you might declutter and organize and then think, awesome, like, well, I don't need to let go of any of this because I need all of it maybe forgetting that you have two other cupboards that you don't normally go to. It's not your first port of call for your plastic cupboards. Um, I've had a, um, I've shared this story before, but I'll say it again because it's really pertinent to this conversation. Tell me it's the mug story. Yes, it's the mug story. (laughs) I love the mug story. So I had a client very, very early, like I think my very first client, we did a kitchen, just happens also to be a kitchen. And we had deep, looked at all the mugs and she was very sentimental about it, particularly her mother's day mugs. She had loads of children and they also were quite young at the time. So not many of them were drinking hot drinks. It was mostly just her and her husband. Um, And they weren't, didn't have a lot of people over to their house. So they probably had like, I, you know, I want to say 200 mugs just in the cupboards that we were, we did look at, Um, And I managed to get it down like, you know, she managed to work her way through the mental hurdle of letting go of some of these mugs. And we had it. I personally still thought there was too many for the use that they were, you know, the little use that they were getting and the fact that she loved collecting Mother's Days and she had a very long um, future of mother day mugs coming at her for the rest of her children's school life so there was plenty of opportunity to accumulate more so, what a great opportunity yes <laughs> what a very blessed opportunity to be you know a mum and to be able to collect those things um and then so I, I personally thought there was still a bit too much but she was happy and that's what matters and then we got to the end of the kitchen. um Like we worked our way systematically around the kitchen, and, and take in mind too that this is my very first job, so I also didn't have the um the wherewithal that I do now to say, uh-huh. is there any more mugs <laughs> in this house? Um, and so when we got around to the other side of her kitchen, above her range hood, we opened up the cupboard, and I found another two hundred mugs, um, and. So all that to say that when you are doing the decluttering stage, um, and as we said, we always recommend to declutter first and then to organize. When you're doing that declutter stage, really think about where else in your house, whether it be the kitchen or elsewhere, you know, the garage, the sheds, anywhere else on your property that you may have like like function items. (laughs) So again, it doesn't necessarily, it could be like, where else do you keep beer mugs if you're doing the wine glasses? Like where else do you keep any form of glasses? So Uh that you can make a really wise and intentional decision about just how many you need and use.
2: There's so many things going through my head because I'm just like, this is such an important topic. I don't want anyone to skip over this episode because I think it's really game changing when it comes to your decluttering. So there's a couple of scenarios that this happens in a lot. One of them is we will be dealing with wine glasses for argument's sake. And so a question that professional organisers ask all the time is, do you have any more of this elsewhere in the house? That is pyjamas, tea towels, soap, everything we ask because at some point you may have had like um, air quoting overflow and so you've put it somewhere else. What happens often with things in the kitchen is you've bought the good glasses And they're in a box in the garage, never, ever, ever being used. And the glasses that you have in the kitchen are not all that crash hot. They've kind of gone that milky kind of glass stained and you don't love them and they don't match and they're a bit chipped. And so when we say to you, are there any more wine glasses anywhere else? You go, actually, I've got a couple of boxes in the garage. And so then that creates opportunity for us to say, Why don't you use the ones that you love? Like, why don't you take these ones out of the box, put them up in the cupboard, and we can get rid of the ones that you no longer use. So sometimes the beauty of like with like is that you bring into rotation items that have just been left and forgotten, often because they are, air quotes, the good ones. What it also means is that when you're going through an area, you don't then feel disheartened when you come across more of that item later on. So part of the reason we say Mm. is this everything is because if you feel like you've gone through and done all your salad bowls and you have not been triggered to remember actually in the buffet, you have another six that you inherited from someone. You're going to think, hey, I did the salad bowls. I've done really well. I don't need to declutter anymore because I only need three and now I've got three. And then when you open up the buffet and see you have another six, it's discouraging and it's really hard to kind of keep up that momentum. So by us asking and by you asking yourself and being triggered to remember, do you have any more of this elsewhere? You can actually get a holistic picture of what you own and make really wise choices based on the facts, not based on the limited amount that you've remembered to pull out.
1: Yeah, because often like just like that glassware example, often what you find hidden or kept somewhere else is actually what you would love to use or alternatively you really didn't like and that's why you weren't using it in the first place. So it, 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 sometimes it can be a really easy decision. Like you've already made that decision about those three and then you find six, you might at first feel very overwhelmed and disheartened. But sometimes it can be a really quick decision. You're like, well, you've already made your choices. You already just whittled down your syllables mm-hmm. to these three and you were quite happy with the number. So why don't we just let go of these six? But then that's or not trade out. Case.
2: Yeah, as there's someone one yeah. you're like here better and we could do a swapsy?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it is like that is why, as Amy said, our preference is always to, if at all possible, gather everything from the same category um, together at the one time. Mm. And that's why like, even when you're DIYing at yourself at home, we do really recommend um, pulling everything of that category. And that might mean that you actually make the category smaller. You might go actually, I really want to do the whole glassware, but that might take me too long for what time I've got allocated. So why don't I just work on the beer glasses or why don't I just work on the red wine glasses? And then you can make those discrete decisions with that discrete category Mm -hmm. instead of thinking, okay, I need to make a decision about all this glassware all in 20 minutes before the kids come home today.
2: Yeah, that is so important because then you also have yourself set up for victory with storage what happens at the other end of like with like is you can say actually i only have enough kids cups to fill half of this drawer and the other half is going to be kids bowls and plates and then you remember that you have a big old one in a plastic box at the top of the pantry and so you've made a decision about where you want to store it but for whatever reason it's no longer adequate And so that can be really frustrating as well because, again, then you have to redo the decision-making. You have to go back. You have to replan it. Mm -hmm. And so we want to set you up so that all the way along you know exactly what you're dealing with and then you can make wise and practical decisions the whole way through.
1: Yes, because it's so often even if we do ask those questions, like is there any, any more leggings in the house? Do you have any more? The client will go, no, 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 I don't. And because they've honestly and truly forgotten that they had this stash of leggings. And so then you're like, awesome. Like, yes, you don't have any more leggings. Okay, like as Amy said, we're going to allocate the, we're going to organise the leggings back into this drawer. (laughs) And then you open up (laughs) a long lost box under the bed and find 10 black leggings. And you're like, and they're like, oh, well, actually, Now I can have more, and you're like, okay. So now that solution doesn't work. That storage solution doesn't work anymore. Uh So, yeah,
2: I find that happens a lot with wrapping paper. I don't know if you found this as well, but there's often like that quick, easy stash that might be um, in a living room or in a cupboard somewhere, in the in the linen cupboard sometimes, that has wrapping paper and a few gift bags. And so when you get into that category. I'll always, always, always ask because often there's like an underbed storage in a spare room or some kind of stash that's ended up in a spare wardrobe or the garage. And so once you bring it all out, you're like, holy moly, that's a lot of wrapping. Mm -hmm. And then you can create a solution that's going to work long-term, whether that's to declutter more than you would have, whether that's to allocate a certain amount of space, but you're making good choices and not having to redo, go over because- who has the energy to make the same decision three or four times?
1: Yeah, and that's, that is one of the reasons that people find decluttering by themselves particularly really fatiguing because they are always assessing and always rejigging, whereas we want to make that as simple for you if you're doing it by yourself at home. And we also want to, like, encourage you that this is how we work with clients as well.
0: hmm
1: Now, so, Amy, we get this question quite a lot um, throughout our client sessions, throughout our courses and in our Facebook group. But does that mean that there only needs to be one space forever for that one category? Or can you have wrapping paper in two places? Or can you have wine glasses in two places? Like, does that mean that the organisation side of thing has to be like with like? <laughs> Excellent question Kirsty. Um
2: I think that it all comes back to our episode last week about intentionalism or intentionality because absolutely if you want to keep wrapping paper in two places. In fact, let me tell you, in our family we do keep wrapping paper in two places because we want somewhere that's super easy for kids to go to grab wrapping paper and cards and so we've got a cupboard they sit perfectly in there um, But what doesn't fit there is long wrapping paper rolls. So we don't tend to buy them very often. More often than not, they're actually Christmas wrap. So those actually sit in our linen cupboard because that's got a heap of space at the bottom, but all the other wraps and cards sit in a cupboard that's near the front door and easy to access. So we're intentional about it. It's not that it's forgotten. It's not that we, because we could, if we wanted, put all the gift bags and the cards in with the wrapping. But then it's hard for the kids to get to. So for us, it's about intentionality. And I think that comes um, in so many ways. You can choose to keep some of your, let's say, a couple of boxes of wine glasses. If you entertain really big twice a year, you may choose to only keep six wine glasses in the kitchen, but you may have two dozen that are in the garage. So it's about intentionality and being realistic about, like, what do I use on a day-to-day basis? Where's this prime real estate? Do I want to use this prime real estate for the entire like with like or is it okay if I have a secondary storage for some things?
1: Excellent. Thank you. That was the answer I was looking for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let me guess it was also the answer you would have given?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing we agree on. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs>
2: I was working with a client um, last week. Trudy and I have been seeing this beautiful family whose boys have grown up a bit and they've got lots of toys that they um, have outgrown and are letting go of, but have a huge Lego collection, love Nerf guns and um, board games and puzzles. So we've been working with that family. They had toys, games, puzzles, Nerfs, Lego, some in the bedroom, some in the living room, and some in what was called the toy room, but had kind of morphed into a study as the children got older. What we've been working with the family on is bringing all like with like together. Now the first two sessions probably that was super overwhelming for the mum because it meant that we were going into the bedroom and bringing out like boxes of toys and then we were going into the study slash playroom and bringing out boxes of toys and bringing it all into the living room and sorting it. And she the first time said, are you sure we're going to get through this in four hours? And we're like, we promise. We promise. We are really good at judging timing. We promise we're going to get through it all. You're not going to be left in any mess. But as we went through it, she just kept saying, oh, I can't believe that we had so much Lego in all three places. She And the intention was that the nerfs would live in the bedroom, but the Lego would live in the playroom, but the board games would live in the living room. But what had happened over time is they'd kind of just all spread out and bits and bobs were in all the different spaces. So what we've done for her is bring everything together, all the like with like, We've then been able to declutter well because when things were being decluttered, we could find the pieces for the games. We could find the components that go with the Lego set. So it has made the decluttering more efficient. Way less has been going into landfill because we could make up sets of things in order to donate. And then what it's also done is we've removed all toys from the bedroom, removed all toys bar the Lego from the playroom because the, the Lego collection is substantial, But then every other toy that is in the entire house is now in the living room in storage. And the beauty of that is when it's pack-up time, the kids aren't trying to remember what room things are kept in. They're not taking nerfs from this room to that room and half of Lego here and half. They just know I go in here and it's like with like this box is where the nerf bullets go. This box is where the cars go. This box is where the trains go. And so it's just simplified everything for this family. Even though at the beginning of the session it did look overwhelming because we were gathering
1: from all different parts of the house. Perfect. I love that, and I love that. That is why we say to declutter like with like, and also organize like with like. Um, And that's we just find this principle and this habit of like with like just so fundamental Mm. to our whole way of doing decluttering
2: I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago and we were dealing with her linen so bedspreads duna covers sheets that type of thing and I'd said to her is there anything else around the house or was it all in the linen cupboard and she said yep it's all in the linen cupboard so we went through and we decluttered actually lots of Duna sets and lots of sheet sets the next week when I went back we were working in her bedroom and under her bed was a box of linen Now, normally not a big problem because we can take things to be donated and it can all come out even if you're donating just the top sheet or just the bottom sheet. But what we found, which we were both a bit annoyed about, is we found like matching pillows that match the doona from (laughs) the the week before.
1: Yes.
2: And although I take everything to the same op shop, they have a huge turnover rate. So it was unlikely that by the time that got there they were going to be able to match it up and, you know, It wasn't a big deal. We still donated the pillowcases, but how much better if we'd been able to donate them all together? And as I said before, it can reduce waste. It really can reduce things from going in the bin when you're like, oh, I think there are other parts of that, but I'm not sure where they are, so let's throw it in the bin. Whereas when you find all the parts, um, it's easier to donate. Caveat to that, don't keep stuff just so you can eventually find the parts. If you can't find it in a day or two, I would still let it go. Yes. Kes, okay, so we've just shared a whole lot of um, like with like type of things, but what we haven't talked about on the podcast for a little while is like what's happening in the art of decluttering land at the moment? Where where are we at? What projects have we got on the go? What types of clients are we seeing? I just thought it would be fun to give our community a bit of an update.
1: Well, the thing that is occupying most of our Time and headspace at the moment is that we are hiring staff because we are growing at a rate of knots. Yep. Um, so that is exciting, very, very exciting, and stretching both of us <laughs> in lots of different ways. So it's always. I, I was just thinking this morning about um, my son. He's uh, said last night that he wasn't looking like that. Sunday night is the worst part of his week because he's. Aww getting ready to go to school and he's not enjoying school so I was just thinking oh how can I encourage him to be a lifelong learner and to actually love and love learning because that's how I want to be and Mm. I want to encourage myself like it's you know self prophecy like self talk um and that's like i feel like in this season of our business at the moment we are growing and expanding our skill set and expanding our um we're being challenged on a daily basis in a good way to continue to oh. grow and learn and so i just yeah i'm i'm excited for 2021 and what what's coming our way and what's coming our clients' ways and, and people who interact with the art of decluttering because we've mm. got a few exciting things in the too. Hey. Yeah,
2: some of the staff that we've got coming on are just incredible. We had such a high calibre of um, applications Uh, We're not currently accepting applications, so we will let you know if we are accepting and hiring again. But it was just incredible. So many people just loving decluttering, and um, we're excited that we get to provide that opportunity to some people. I'm excited, Kirst, about our paperwork course that is getting closer and closer and closer. Mm. We're working on the final stages of it. It's going to be incredible. Um, we were talking today to an accountant and talking to her about how we really think this is going to change the way that people view and deal with their paperwork. And she was excited and saying, oh, my gosh, like there's so many clients that I think this would be relevant for. So I'm excited about that.
1: I'm, I'm excited. I just like, I, I don't know, I'm just anticipatorily excited about mm-hmm other things that are coming that we don't even know yet it's
2: true we're working on a module for a cert for tafe course we're um working with doing some media stuff we've just got lots on the go and while we've been talking i found some podcast reviews that i thought
1: we could read out excellent (laughs) excellent thanks for multitasking my friend
2: (laughs) okay so i thought we could read a couple of reviews out Let me see what we have and haven't read. All right, Kirst, do you want to read this first one out and then I'll read another one?
1: Sure. This is... From J Rowley 01 in Canada, she has titled it Motivational and Fun. Listening in from Canada, I worked on decluttering my home this past summer holidays. I focused on decluttering each area of my home while listening to the related podcast or two. These podcasts are the perfect length to listen and declutter. They add motivation, fun, and friendship while I tackle the clutter and get organised. I learned so many tips and tricks and I love, 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 the company while I worked on decluttering I am now caught up to real time on the podcast and look forward to new podcasts each week thank you for helping me declutter and organize my home I love the extra time I have to enjoy the freedom that's awesome thank you Jay Rowley (laughs) I'm going to
2: read one from um, Apple Podcasts in America. It's a five-star review titled Rays of Sunshine. Oh, my goodness. I always look forward to this podcast. If I lived near them, I would be the most annoying neighbour. <laughs> I feel as if I've been listening to friends. Also, I've learned so much about decluttering and myself. Thanks, ladies. From the mountains of North Carolina. Oh, I would love to be on the mountains of North Carolina at the moment. Oh, That would be really nice. Um, Like outcast land. Yeah, be beautiful. Outcast. Outcast? Uh, Outlander. Outlander. And I totally know what you meant. I didn't even notice you said it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's read this one from Mary because we've got, we've just had so many coming in. You guys are filling our love tank.
1: Okay. This is watch on left wrist. So hi, I'm Mary from New South Wales, Australia. So I'm listening to your podcast on my way to work in the car and it's my chance to write a review because I'm wearing a watch and yes, on my left wrist. That must have been one of your requests, (laughs) It was. requests, Amy, (laughs) have been listening for over a year now and enjoy your podcast. You'll find tidbits of information in each podcast, even if the subject doesn't actually apply to you. Both the hosts are so non-judgmental and realise everyone has a different story. It's a slow progress, but I love a micro-declutter. Today I deleted 70 photos from my phone while enjoying a coffee and told myself, well done, that's enough for today. Every little bit helps. Thank you for the infotainment you provide each week. Keep up the great work, Mary. Oh, Mary. That's (laughs) the best. (laughs) (laughs) So... If you live in New South Wales, North Carolina or Canada, that's my challenge to you, just to make it really broad. So, yeah, we would love your reviews because it helps other people to find us and it gives them a sense of what the podcast is about Mm. as well. So um, we really appreciate everybody who's left a review. And, yeah, you make our days. Thank you. And
2: if you've already left a review and you live in New South Wales, Carolina or Canada... Leave a second review. Tell us what you're loving at the moment. Tell us about an episode that particularly struck a chord with you. Um, seriously, these if there's anything you can do for us, it is leaving a review. It really does put a smile on our face and help us build um, our podcast listenership and reach more people. You guys are the best. We love you.
1: We do. So until next week, we will see you then. See you next week. Bye.
2: Bye.